the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. That's what you do for a friend. A song from the Swan Princess 2. What good music to start a show with. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. So today on the Hi Kids show, I'll be speaking to Georgina Geddes. She is a freelance journalist. What is a journalist? So listen kids, don't go away. We have a very interesting show. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. I'm Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. And thank you for tuning into 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. Good afternoon, Georgina. Hi, Renal. It's good to be here. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Woohoo! <laughs> What is a freelancer? Well, in history, freelancers were actually knights who didn't belong to the court of any one lord. So they were available for hire by different lords to fight on their behalf. Um, so that's, that's obviously not what I do. Um, these days, freelance is a term applied to anybody who doesn't work for any one specific boss, but um, uh, hires their skills out to anybody who needs them. Wow, that's interesting. What is a freelance journalist? Okay, so a, a freelance journalist is a journalist who doesn't work for one publishing house or one media organization, um, but hires their writing skills or their reporting skills out to uh, multiple employers. Oh, wow. What is the difference between a regular journalist and a freelance journalist? Okay, well, it's pretty much what I've explained. It's that... Um, a, a regular journalist would do exactly the same work as I do, but they would do it working for one company. Um, so, for instance, they would work for a specific newspaper, um, and that's where their articles would always be published, whereas a freelance journalist would work for multiple different newspapers or magazines um, and would be published in lots of different places. Oh, wow. Is it hard to be a freelance journalist? Um It can. I, I think it definitely has its challenges um, in that you've got to be very good at, at, at running yourself as a business as well as just doing your job. So I've got to make sure that I've, I'm keeping all of the different editors happy and that I'm in control of all these different jobs because I can't complain to my boss um, that they're making me work too hard when I've got three different bosses and I've accepted all the different commissions. So it, the balancing, balancing the workload is, is the tough part. Um, uh. But it's also, it's also great fun and you get to do lots of different and interesting things. Oh, wow. So what do you do to make your writing more user-friendly and interesting? I think um, the, one of the most important factors uh, in any written work is the human interest factor. So you don't just state the facts. You try and find um, a human interest angle so that uh, people can relate to what it is you're talking about and writing about. Um, and another thing to do is to always use plain English. So try and avoid horrible jargon or big, big wordy terms um, so that everybody can easily understand what your language means. Oh, wow. So how many years do you have to study to become a freelance journalist or do you just become one <laughs> well the interesting thing about journalism is it's not a it's not a profession like for instance architecture or law or being a doctor where you have to have completed a certain number of years 
of study to become one. So you can go to university and study to be a journalist, and there are um, masters and doctorates in 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 journalism or in media. So um, you can go all the way up through university, but you could also do a diploma course, or you could also learn on the job. Um, there are sort of specific rules and um, I- ideals within journalism that you have to follow, um, and but you can learn those on the job. You're not you're not obliged to have a, a degree in journalism to do them. Oh wow! So, what services does a freelance journalist offer? Well, it is mostly a writing position. Uh, in, in, in the work that I do. Um, but you can get a freelance radio journalist or a free, even a freelance photographer could be a freelance photojournalist. So it's, it's, it's really any media um, services uh, that are needed from, from external sources. Oh, wow. So what skills do you need to be a journalist? Well, I think you have to have um, a way with language um, you have to have a head for a story, um, the ability to ask good questions, um, and then the ability to tell the story in a way that makes it interesting to other people. It also, as you progress and you work on what's called a beat, which is um, an area of journalism that you specialize in. So it could be parenting or politics or uh, food. Um, you you need to develop your own uh, general knowledge about that subject. So that's partially learned on the job and partially you should expand your knowledge by researching it. What mainly do you write about? Well, in as a freelancer, I end up doing writing about a lot of different things. Um, I started my career in business and information technology, um, but since going freelance, and I've been freelance for as much of my career as I was fully employed, um, I write about all sorts of things, parenting, business, um, some politics, uh, in the environment, so uh, lots of different things. Oh, wow. So how would you find out the stories? Do you, like, ask people, or how would you find out? Um, so what will happen is that I'll, if I get a, a brief, which is when a publication tells you what they want you to write about, a brief or a commission, um, I'll look through it, and I'll see what I know already in my head, and I'll maybe write a little mind map of the things that I need to cover. Um, and then I'll go and research on the internet uh, and read a couple of other articles by, uh, on, on a similar topic by other people, just to get an idea of what's happening. And I'll always look for the most recent developments, so that if I'm reporting, if I'm using that information in my article, I'm reporting the newest news, and not something that happened 10 years ago. Um, and then you have to interview people. Um, so I'll make a list of varied people who can comment on the topic, um, and I'll phone them up and ask for interviews um, so that they can teach me more but also give me interesting insights into the topic. But what happens if they can't interview? Would you like to do it over the phone or would you search up? Oh, yes, I often do telephonic interviews. Um, I don't don't always drive around. Journalism doesn't pay exceptionally well, so I can't <laughs> spend too much of my time driving around in my car or using up my petrol. So no, I do a lot of interviews telephonically now, um, and some people even interview on email. Um, I also interview on Skype. Um, so th- there are lots of different ways that you can conduct an interview without having to sit in front of a person. Oh, wow. Have you ever wrote a story about freelance and journalism? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm a member of the Southern African Freelancers Association, um, and we carry lots of articles um, on our news group and our website about, um, about the practice of journalism and the practice of freelancing. So I do write about what I do as well, yes. Um, can you write what is not true, like a story that's not true? It's, 
it's it, 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 I could make something up and put it into a story. Um, it's it's very 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 bad ethics, and if it's if it's harmful to the person I was writing about, it could actually be illegal. Um, so and and the most important thing that a journalist has is their reputation. So if people know that I am an honest journalist, they'll be more likely to trust me in future, more likely to give me jobs in fu- future, and more likely to believe things I've written about in future. So if I was to make up something and people were to find out, I would get into a huge amount of trouble and be publicly impar- embarrassed and probably not work again. So yes, I could make something up, but it would be a very, very, very bad idea. Also, Reputable media organizations should have people who work for them called fact checkers. Um, and they should go through my articles when I write them and try and verify them however they can. So compare them with another story on the Internet or um, if, they, if they had any doubt, kind of check up with the person that I, that I wrote about that I was actually telling the truth. Um, those people aren't always in place, but journalists will journalists are pretty honest people for that reason, that their reputation is that important to them. Oh, wow. So... Do your articles go into newspapers and magazines? I write for a lot of different places. So I write for magazines um, and newspapers and obviously a lot of online now because online is the way that all publications are going. Um, And then there's also a whole other area of writing, which is for businesses. Um, And businesses these days often have their own media platforms. So uh, so they'll, they'll run a blog. Or, or, or something like that. So I get a lot of work for companies writing articles. Oh, wow. What are the advantages of being a freelance journalist? Um, the advantages of being a freelancer in anything are, are that you are your own boss, so you have the flexibility to come and go as you please, which was quite important to me when I had my kids. I, want to, I didn't want to have to be somewhere at a specific time. Um, or be somewhere during working hours. I wanted to be able to go and watch my kids play in a soccer match if I, if, if I needed to. Um, so that's, so that's a big advantage. Another big advantage is if you're working really, really hard, you are working for yourself. Uh, so it's, it, the harder you work, the more money you earn rather than the harder you work, maybe you'll get a bonus at the end of the year from your or boss. Or that's 50%. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. So, um, those are, those are the benefits for me. It also means that I, I, I can do a lot of um, different things. So I'm not just kind of stuck in one rut focusing on one type of, of story, um, but that yeah. I can write lots of different stories. And so, so, I mean, there's never a dull moment. I'm always, in, uh, I'm always learning something new or interesting. How do you become a freelance journalist and how does it like yeah. – <laughs> it's, always, it, it's, it's always a good idea, I think, to have started – um, in an industry um, and become well-respected at it before going out on your own. There are people who start out as freelancers and get the odd freelance gig here and there. And so it absolutely can happen that way. But I think that it's, it's really, if you, want to, if you want to earn a living and support a family on freelance journalism, it's a good idea to have had a good job first and to have made contacts in various industries um, and to have established yourself. So I was, I was a magazine editor before I went freelance. Um, so on my CV, I've got, I've got that, that I can show people. So they know that I've got, a, I've achieved a certain level of competence. I'm not just someone who says, yeah, yeah, I can write. Um, so I think, I think it's quite important to, to take those first steps. And then um, when you go freelance, it's really important to have a financial buffer, which means that you have to have some money in the bank because you, you'll spend some time pitching ideas. And then once editors have accepted those ideas, then you'll spend some time researching and writing them. Um, 
And then sometimes publications only pay quite a long time after you've submitted the story. So there's, there's quite a long time between when you go freelance and when you actually start earning money. And obviously you get better and better at it and you earn more and more. Um, but it's, it's not something, it's not like a job where you'll immediately get your paycheck at the end of the first month that you're doing it. So you do need some sort of financial support or some savings to get yourself going at the beginning. Oh, wow. So have you ever gone to another country or like have to send something to another country or talk about another country? Um, so when I was, when I was still em- full-time employed, so not so much, not so much since I've been freelancing, when I was still full-time employed, I, um, I used to travel a lot. I used to get taken by companies to their conferences in other countries. Oh, wow. Um, and that was always great. It wasn't, I wasn't a travel reporter, so I wasn't writing about being in the other country. I was writing about the conference that I was attending and it just oh. so happened to be in another country. But it was a great perk. I used to really enjoy traveling for journalism. Um, but now, now I've got my kids, so it's, it, it, it is a little bit trickier. I do every so often have to drive somewhere or get flown around in South Africa. Um, so yes, I do. And, and, and actually I do write a little bit of travel stuff now, but it's, it's usually within, within Joburg's, <laughs> within, with, within a short driving distance from Johannesburg. Oh, that's quite cool. Are there any disadvantages in being a freelancer? The disadvantages are that, as I've already mentioned, you don't have one boss who channels the work into you. So you you can end up with too much on your plate and no one to blame but yourself. Um, and the other thing is what I said about, about how you don't get a paycheck at the end of the month. So um, I am entirely responsible for making sure that I write enough articles in a month to get enough money to put food on the table. Um, and that's... Yeah, and, and, and that can be stressful at some at times. And if I were to get sick um, or go to hospital for some reason and not be not able to work for a week, that's a week of not earning. Um, so that's that's always a little bit frightening about about being a freelance journalist is, uh-huh. is, is the, that you can't guarantee that you're going to earn money at the end of every month. Oh, wow. That's like something. <laughs> so are there different types of journalists? Yes, there are. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, there are different beats that journalists might follow. So, you might be a, a, a restaurant critic, or you might be a news reporter, or um, but there are also um, different types of writer in that you can you you might write news or you might write features. Or you're also a journalist if you work on the radio. So what you're doing right now is actually journalism. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> you're conducting an interview and asking questions and producing content. Um, so anyone who does that is a journalist. And it happens in so many different Way. a- ways and areas. <laughs> so it can be business and it can be media. Um, if you're working for business, you're doing corporate communications, not strictly journalism. But, but really anybody who is producing a story by engaging with the world and conducting interviews is being a journalist. So it really just depends on the the format or the end result. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So do you have any other jobs or did you? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I am a full-time freelance journalist. So I work for lots of different organizations, um, but this is, this is what I do for a living. Oh, wow. What are your working hours? So uh, something that all journalists or journalists say that they like about the freelancing gig is the flexibility. So they say that they can, if they're a person who works better in the afternoon, they can sleep late and get up at lunchtime and have lunch and start working. Um, Because I've got kids and I think that I'd always be that kind of person anyway. And because clients have businesses that run during business hours, um, I wake up at, I wake up, get my kids to school and I start work. um, And I try to finish between four o'clock and five o'clock to spend time with my family. Oh, wow. 
Let's take a quick song break and we'll be right back. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renelle Silverstone and I am 11 years old. Oh, would you look at that? We have a message from Ori Levy and Ari Ilos. They said, we love the Zootropolis song and we love High Kids on our way from home from gymnastics. Thank you for messaging. Let's carry on with the questions. Why did you want to become a journalist? I had a passion for the English language, so I really liked working with words. Um, so that was always just, it was my top subject and I, I loved, so writing was my passion. Um, and journalism is a profession where you get to express a love of writing and communication. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Do you own your own business? Um, I work as a freelancer, which means that I don't, I could register my own business and work as a freelancer out of my own business, um, but I don't. I just work as a freelancer. Oh, wow. Well, I usually hear people saying, I'm going to write in my journal. Does that count as a journalist or is it just like a little diary, secret diary thing? Um, I think that to write as a journalist, you have to be published, you have to be published by someone external. So otherwise you're a blogger or a diarist, uh, I think. <laughs> what is your goal to be a freelance journalist? You mean what I, where I'm going, like what I'd ultimately like to do? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, gosh, that's quite interesting. I suppose I am doing quite a lot of what I would like to do. I also, I also edit some publications. Um, so I've got one client that takes up quite a lot of my time, and I edit a magazine for them. Um, Which magazine? It's called <laughs> CFO South Africa. talks to chief financial officers of companies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so... There's a lot of doing that. I, I suppose that if I were to think of a kind of long-term strategy, um, it might be to employ other people. Um, I have I have an assistant at the moment, a researching and editorial assistant, um, but to possibly hire more people um, and have them working for me so that I could produce more stories while doing less work. Oh, so <laughs> you're like the boss kind of. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, or maybe one day to do something completely different, to give it all up, quit the deadlines, quit the pressure, um, and I don't know, go open a guest house by the sea somewhere but that's a that's a completely different fantasy oh wow i think it's a cool fantasy <laughs> that you can achieve yes yeah just gotta push it <laughs> write lots of articles <laughs> <laughs> so are you working on any projects at the moment or have you already worked on one or have you ever done one <laughs> gosh well i'm always working on like I've, i usually have about two deadlines a day um so really i'm on lots of different stories uh, at the same time um so uh, at the moment, I'm writing some stories for um, a, a publication that celebrates women. Um, so interviewing women leaders um, and finding out uh, what they're, what makes them tick and what they can do to make workplaces more accommodating for other women. Um, so so I'm, I'm, I'm researching a lot of those interviews at the moment. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else interesting going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to it if there's another one that All pops right. to mind. Um, when you were younger, was it your dream to become a journalist? Yes, I mean, it was one of, I had lots of different ideas. I wanted to be a marine biologist. I sort of thought I wanted to be a doctor, um, but language was the one that stuck. How would you publish a book if you were to write one? Well, every every journalist has a, a, a book brewing in the back of their minds, and lots of journalists end up writing writing books about the topics that they've already researched and written about. Um, 
I, if, if I ever get around to finishing a book, um, I, I would like to write pure fiction. So, so not news related at all. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, then you just have to get it published the conventional route. You just have to speak to a publisher and hope someone liked it enough to, <laughs> to publish it for you. How would you find the publisher? Um, well, uh, you, you, you could really just do an online search, but I have a lot of friends who are already authors, so I'd, I'd, I'd get uh, recommendations from them as well and just work out, work out the best way to go. There's also, now there are lots of online platforms where you can self-publish books, um, and a lot of people are finding success that way and then getting recognized by publishers um, and having a book published after they self-published online. So there's also that route to go if you, if you can't just get it published properly the first time. Oh, wow. Where do you mostly do your work as a journalist? On the TV, radio, magazines, newspapers or internet? Which is your favorite one? So I mostly do newspapers, magazines and online. Um, and I'd have to say that magazine writing is my favorite. I like the, I like the more in-depth and long-lastingness of magazine journalism. Oh, wow. Um, have you ever been on like a TV or to do it? Like on a TV or to present? No, I get. I, I'm quite camera shy, so I can I can uh, just about manage being on the radio. <laughs> um, but I but I do get quite nervous in front of the camera. I'd, ha- I'd have to do some serious camera training if I was to to start being a television person. Uh, have you ever been in a dangerous situation that you have reported about? And is it dangerous to be like report about stuff? I'm not a hard news journalist, so I. I in my in my full time employment, I used to do um, business business news rather than uh, like politics news or or anything like that. So so I, I haven't been the kind of journalist who who is in dangerous situations that often. Um, I, I if I think of the most frightening thing that's ever happened to me is that I was once sent <clears throat> to a conference in Shanghai, um, and I got in a taxi um, at my hotel, which was in the new part of town. Um, and I went to the old part of town to a restaurant, um, and then I tried to get a taxi to take me back to my hotel. And the hotel had given me a little card that explained um, in kanji, in Chinese writing, um, where my hotel was so that I could give it to a taxi driver. But the new part of town was so new that it wasn't in any map books yet, and taxi driver after taxi driver after taxi driver just refused to drive me anywhere. And you don't actually appreciate how important reading is till you're in a country where you can't even read a street sign. And so I was absolutely terrified. I didn't know how I was going to phone someone, how I was going to get back to where I'd come from, how I was going to find a taxi um, until a policeman found a taxi driver and he made me take me home. Um, And I even managed to get him to the right place by drawing landmarks that I'd seen. So a tower, a tennis court. Um, Oh, wow. But that was, yeah, but that wasn't something I was actually writing about. That was just the experience of being in another country as a journalist. Oh, in general, why do journalists risk their lives to report events? Okay, well, like I said, that's not that's not the kind of journalism that I do. But we are all driven, like I said, by a desire or a need to tell the truth. Um, and if there's a story that needs telling, um, that's the point of the job. That's our very purpose for being. Um, and if we're if we're it, 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 if the fear of death turns us away from it, then probably a lot of stories wouldn't get told. So, like I said, I'm not that kind of journalist. My uncle was a war reporter, so he, he did oh, wow. risk his life to to get stories out he there. He made it, right? He made it. He's oh. okay. <laughs> He's not a war reporter anymore, though. You, I, I don't think that's something you can keep doing when you're over 60. Um, but, um, yeah, so it really is just it's, it's, it's that you have almost a, a moral obligation to get a story out there. Oh, wow. 
So, do you work on your own things to write a report, or do you work with someone? Um, well, until very... Until very recently, I did work on my own. Like I said, I've recently hired an assistant. So now I've got, I've got a researcher and she books interviews for me and does that, that, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's quite nice to have company in the office now. Um, and then I work with various different teams. So for instance, the CFO magazine that I edit, um, I've got a relationship there and I go into the office quite often and chat to all the other people. Um, we'll have events and then I'll work with, with everybody there. So I've got relationships with the person that I report to at all of the different clients that I work for. Um, Yeah, but 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 generally, generally freelancers work alone. I mean, having an assistant is a is 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 a new and a big step for me. Uh, do you have a supervisor? And yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, I work for myself, but obviously. At each publication that I work for, there's somebody that I'm answerable to, and I will get into trouble if I don't submit my story. Um, so there is a person who supervises me, but like I said, there's one at each company, so it's not like it's not like I'm always answerable to one person. Oh, so how do you know if a story is true? Like if someone published it, but what if it's not true? Well, again, it's you've, unfortunately, uh, it's a it, it, it sounds like a reckless thing to say, but you've got to trust you've got to trust the journalist, you, and you've got to trust, especially in this day and age, the fact that there are so many people out there who read things and hear things, um, and who will expose it if it's a lie. Um, so you hear a term a lot these days, which is fake news, and people put things on Facebook that are nonsense that someone else has seen and shared, and everybody gets excited. Oh, the president said this, the minister said this, and it's absolute nonsense, and it's often to try and make the minister or the president look stupid. Um, but people will then re respond to that and say, that's not true. Please fact check your sources. Um, you also generally know that if something comes from a specific website or publication, um, that they, they have quite good standards and they do fact checking and they don't report nonsense. And then you know that there are other publications that um, just make stuff up. Um, uh, and yeah. you know that you need to. You should always check that if the if the public if something sounds outrageous, you should always check if the publication is reputable um, or has a good name, or 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 uh, you can check it's it's called um, uh, hoax or not or something like that. You can actually check online if you're oh. not sure. You can check the website. Um, and, and, and like, is there anything true on there, or is it just telling you what things are true? Some 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 of the websites have a, a combination of both. Um, so they'll publish some true stories and then some that are just completely fabricated. But do they tell you? No, that's the problem. Oh, uh, but will people that post, how will you know if it's, they're not posting it on like Twitter or something, how will you, how will they say that that's not true? If enough people see it and... So, so what I do if I see something that I'm not sure that I believe, I'll first of all go and check whether they call it satire, but it's not about uh, satire. Means um, using humour to 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 to, sh to show a truth, um, and people pretend that when they when they create fake news that it's satire, but it's actually not. It's just fake news. Um, so what I do is I'll first go and check if the website that published it was a fake news site, and usually that's all uh, all you need to do. If they say that this uh, this is often a fake news website. You go, okay, I don't believe that. Then the second thing that I'll do is I'll, I'll look for other news sites reporting a similar thing. So if it was something that the president said at a press event, um, there's a good chance that other newspapers will also have reported it. Um, mm -hmm. And also you just know that if something's out there for long enough, someone will say, say that it isn't true. Yeah. Uh, someone who knows. Throughout your career, what, what, which is your favorite story you have reported on? And if you could tell us, <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to to pinpoint just one. I mean, I write I, I write so many things. Um, 
I know that I, I really enjoyed writing about parenting when my kids were much smaller um, because there are you have so many questions when your kids are small. Um, and it was really nice for me to be able to pitch a, pitch a story to a magazine about something that I was wondering about and then interview a doctor or a psychologist about a thing that actually mattered to me. And that's earlier on when I said a human interest angle is so important. It's really important to tell stories that matter to you. Um, so I really enjoyed writing the parenting beat when I was in the thick of hectic children, hectic, hectic babies, hectic toddler, those, those years when you want to know about how they sleep and how they eat and what they're learning. Um, but my kids are now, my kids are now seven and nine and they're, they're a little bit easier or a little bit more the same (laughs) for longer periods of time. (laughs) So, so yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't rely on my parenting writing as much to keep me informed. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say that in, in terms of just finding things passionately interesting. Oh. Um, I also like writing about the environment. I really think that there's a lot to be done yeah. <laughs> right now to save the planet, basically. Yeah. And if you can, if you can tell those stories and maybe inspire other people to do similar things, that's a, mm, yeah, that's yeah. a great beat to work on. So what do you enjoy most about your career? Um, well, like I said, I've got a passion for language and a passion for communication. Um, and it's been very exciting to be a journalist in um, the age of social media where you really can interact with people. So you put, in, you put an article on your Facebook page and your friends read it and they might forward it and they'll comment on it. So you get a lot of feedback and it really broadens your own understanding of the topic to be able to interact with people. Um, I also, I, I really do like that I get to learn so much about so many different things. Um, and, and in terms of freelancing, I do like that I have the flexibility. I mean, I actually do work a hell of a lot harder than I ever worked when I had a boss. Um, but I at least do have the flexibility to say, all right, that's it. I'll work later tonight, but right now I want to go watch my child swimming in the gala. This has been Hi Kids, 4 Kids, by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. Thank you so much to my guest Georgina for coming on Hi Kids and thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us on Monday for another Hi Kids show only on 101.9 Hi FM. Goodbye and Shabbat Shalom Kids!